Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real-life lessons and people doing cool shit. Welcome back, fam, and happy Wednesday. We're back again with another conversation in Melbourne lockdown. Happy freaking days. You well? Yeah, right. This week, we chatted to the absolutely stunning Sianna Siana. Siana rhymes with banana. I hope I pronounced that right again. She is one of Australia's leading fitness influencers with nearly 2 million followers. You probably would have seen her from her amazing yoga poses, bending in all different kind of ways and her amazing photography skills. She's got a pretty cool story too. She talks to us about her personal and mental battles as a teenager, leaving school early and then finding herself... She has also just released a book, You Will Rise, and Tal, you and I have been both playing this game where we flick to a page and we read out the quote, and that's what we need for the day. So I flick to a page, and my page today is, there is no, there is no next, only this. There is no then, only now. It's the perfect coffee table book or gift for Christmas. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and pass on to all your friends. All right, so, that, so I'm so excited today. We have the beautiful Siana. How are Hello. you? And you said it right. Well done. I know. No I, one it. It. I know. We just have a, like a second, a second guess. Then we like, oh shoot! I I was, I was like, definitely going to pull me up if I say it wrong. You didn't say anything, so I was stoked. But um, we're so excited to have you on. Welcome to Curious Conversations. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be in your presence, especially during COVID. I know. <laughs> Thank awful. you. We just sat here for a good five minutes talking about how shit our life is, but it's gotten better because your face is like. It's really welcoming. You, you're <laughs> the happiest and like most loving person. Like you I just want do. a hug from you. You do. <laughs> Should we have a big hug? Should we yeah, have a big hug? hug? Yes, a <laughs> very hug. So but you are doing something wrong. True. 1.5 meters. Seriously. Now, congratulations! You have a book coming out, right? I do. I do. At the end of this month. Yeah. By the time this podcast, we're going live on the 30th and you go on sale officially on the 29th. So it'll be on sale and you guys can buy it. I had a little flick through the other day and at the start, there's a bit about your story so far and I found it so, so interesting. So can you tell us a bit more about you and young Sahana and how you found yourself through your journey? Yes, you, you, know, you were like, did I do it? Yeah, I, know. I was nervous about the name too. Yeah, the J throws everyone else. It's, it's I love like, the J. Sienna, like banana. Okay, oh, that's Sienna. a good one. I like yeah, it. Yeah, or like Sultana. But if you ever get confused, just call me SJ. That's totally fine. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess, I guess I have somewhat of an interesting story as everyone would. 
Um, definitely things that have shaped me throughout my life and especially in my early adolescence or childhood. Um, and then late teens as well. Um, in particular, I went through depression um, and really bad anxiety and had a couple of suicide attacks when I was um, well, 15, 18-ish was kind of the depth of it. And I ended up um, leaving school early. I left school in year 10 because I'd had too much time off with psychologists and being in hospital and whatnot. Um, yeah, so left school, spent a little bit of time in a psych ward that was, I didn't want to be there at the time. There's there's like a morbid sense of um, comfort or familiarity in in depression and mm-hmm. in the depths of it. It's like it's what you know and you're in your own little bubble, even though it's the least safe place to be is in your own mind, yeah. as I'm sure you girls are well aware yeah. of being yoga teachers or at least practising yoga fluently and, and regularly. Um, yeah, it's it can be just chaos in there and also like numb nothingness, which is worse probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, so struggled through that for a, a bunch of years and then it's it wasn't until I found yoga and writing and just a, a love for life again through the small things like that, like just learning to give yourself permission to just feel and express without any kind of judgment or guilt or shame or resentment. Um, yeah, and that's that's kind of how the book was birthed, I suppose, because going through that, I found this as a form of catharsis and, and healing for my soul. Yeah. That's cool. Well, it's not cool, but it's like that we always say. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> no, I'm like, no, because I went through a similar journey as well as you and I everything you were just saying I resonated with and I always say now it's like it makes you who you are and... I think having a shit time always kind of you come through the end. Yeah. Um, being a better person for it. So that's what I mean when I say it's cool. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned about depression and anxiety and stuff like that. When you were younger, did you know that there was something not right? Like, or you just kind of did your day like it was like a, it was a thing? So it was a mix of a couple of things. Um, for the depression, I've, I'd always been a really wired child and yeah. even as a baby. So if like from birth, I was borderline to thrive. So I actually lost weight the first nine months of my life. Oh, wow. um, yeah, I just, I couldn't put on any weight and I was breast or oh, still being breastfed. Um, and my mom would sit every single day, worried hell, obviously, as any mother would be outside of the specialist office, just waiting and hoping that something would pop up because the wait list was so long. Um and a vet, like finally he was like, okay, I need to see this child now because she's clearly malnourished and not yeah. looking good. Um, yeah, and so they put me on a goat's milk formula and um, turns out that I was allergic to wheat and gluten, so I've been celiac my whole life. And as, uh, again, I'm sure you're aware, your gut and intestines play yeah. a lot with like havoc, especially yeah. with your emotions and the whole process of like the system or the being as one. Um and so, yeah, as, as a kid, I was fully wired like that a lot. And then, um, yeah, later years, I went to a hormone immunologist. I'm going to have cooked that, I'm sure, but a big title. And, yeah, found out that I had this thing called cryptopyroluria, which is an imbalance of copper and um, zinc. Yeah. And so you normally have more zinc than copper, and mine was the other way. And they 
it does something weird to your pyrroles in your system. And so pyrroles are normally um, somewhere around like 10-ish mark and mine were up like 111, something. Oh, wow. Insane. Yeah, and so they were like, well, it's no wonder why you feel like this all the time because how you feel regularly or daily is how people would feel if they're about to jump out of a plane. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, that does kind of explain it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it, it didn't help not knowing that at the time. So when I was going through all of this, I did feel a little bit unusual, but at the same time, I wasn't sure that other people didn't feel like that. And when you are in that protective depression bubble, it's, you don't have the energy or the capacity to even filter through why you're feeling that way. All there is, is that in the moment, there's just the darkness and the heaviness and the emptiness. Yeah. Was there one particular moment that you would say was your rock bottom and you were and from there you were like started a small routine every day that started your healing I wouldn't say a rock bottom necessarily it all just felt like a big bottom yeah (laughs) a big bottom (laughs) um but there was a small up I suppose like a light bulb moment which sounds cliche but I was I was in a group therapy session actually and they were like we had to go to them daily as part of being in the clinic that I was in. It was like a specialist psychiatric hospital in Sydney at the time. Um, And yeah, surrounded by other people in there for similar things ranging from um, like autism to schizophrenia, like a whole bunch of different mental health issues. Um, And then a bunch of other kids who were in there as well, not even kids. There weren't many kids. It was most, it was people from all ages. Um, and I think I just looked around and I was like, this is our new normal and I, d- I don't want to be like this anymore. And I'd probably seen, I don't know, at least 10 different psychologists and psychiatrists over the past couple of years. And the, the thing with the healing or with any kind of healing is you're not going to be able to even open yourself up to the possibility of healing until you want it yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even though being like 16 or 17, 18 at the time, um, my parents were still very heavy on like obviously wanting me to, to get better and to help, but it doesn't feel like help when you're in that situation because it's not what you want because you don't, you don't want that for yourself. You want to just continue existing or not existing in, yeah. in that dark little vicious cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I, know. I, I didn't know the depths of your depression and anxiety and not my respect was low, but I have so much admiration and respect for you. Yeah. I think it's, I don't think it's something to be admired for though. Like you said, like so many people go through it and I don't, I think it's our human nature is to fight and to want to, mm-hmm. to want to keep existing. And even if every part of our conscious being thinks otherwise, every part of our innate being in our existence is working for our expansion and yeah. for our continuing evolution. Yeah, that's true. So what would what would your tips on how to improve your mental health be now? Uh, yoga and yeah. uh, it's just embodying um, your divine feminine nature. And so mm-hmm. there is feminine energy, whether you're masculine or feminine, yeah. it's within every one of us. And accepting and acknowledging that is probably the first step, but then... Yeah giving yourself permission to just embody it, to sit with it. And it, it it helps me a lot still to this day to kind of put a third person perspective on it. And so witnessing the emotions as they come in, 
noticing that it, knowing that it will move like a wave, it will come and then eventually it will dissipate and it will move back out and not judging it and giving it a name as such, but just witnessing what you're feeling and then saying it sometimes even out loud and being like, oh, Sienna's feeling this. That's interesting. Yeah. And it separates you from the emotion and the attachment to it at the time. And yep. so it's, it's, it's like when people say I am and then they say the things that follow that are, yep. are what create your well, your reality and your yep. life. I love that. The That's power it. in words. Yeah, exactly. Isn't it? Isn't and, it? Yeah. and, of course, the acknowledgement, like yeah. acknowledging that you're feeling that way, noticing, okay, time to fuck off now. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, that's cool. What does your routine look like now on a daily basis looking after your mental health? Now in COVID times? Um, yeah, like What does your routine look like now compared to a couple yeah. of months ago? Compare it like pre-COVID and during COVID. How did it change? Yeah, I'd like to know that too. So pre-COVID I travelled oh, easily 80% of the year. I travelled a lot. Yeah. Um, for yoga, teaching, events, conferences, retreats, stuff like that, but also just either like pleasure. I'm a sunshine seeker, 100%. Like I love summer. I hate winter. And so I would do anything to avoid it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But also just taking and making opportunities that would come up or that I I could create in the places that I were so that I was always busy. I I like doing things. I'm like a list person and I love waking up and like knowing things to tick off. Yeah. (laughs) Sally's like, yep, yep. yep." There's always one. There's like a problem. It's not a problem. You're right. It's not a problem. I just um, wish I had more stuff to write on my list at the moment in lockdown. (laughs) Walk around the table three times to the left. Drink water. Yeah. But seriously, do it. Like if there's one, if there's one place that you're going to create a new habit, it's probably stuck in the confines of your own apartment. Yeah, Yeah. literally. So when you were traveling, yeah, what did you make sure that you had your routine to stay sane? Like, or how did that go when you were traveling? I guess, well, obviously routine's hard when you're traveling. Yeah, it is. But there are certain things then and still now that I I almost can't go a day without doing because they're just so ingrained in you and and I know how much better they make you feel to do it. So things like meditation, even if it's just 20 minutes in the morning, even if it's just 10 minutes in the morning or five minutes. Or not even having a seated meditation as such, but just doing things mindfully and being fully present, like removing distractions of phone and mobile and consciously not scrolling through things, getting a book if you want to, or just like taking a walk outside, taking your shoes off and grounding and exchanging your energy with the earth. Like that's so humbling and nurturing on so many different levels. And that in itself is a meditation. Or just like going on your regular walk without earphones in and just listening to the sounds around you and the conversations and the people and smiling at others and looking them in the eye and making direct eye contact. You guys probably really miss that right now. I'm so sorry. I was like, oh, my God, wow, it would be so nice to see someone, especially your smile. It's like contagious. We can't see that. Like I smile under my mask. I'm like, I look like a fucking idiot. No one can be like (laughs) But, um, yeah, do miss that. Yeah, what people say I have a big smile, but I think I just have a small face. So I think it takes the whole like majority of my face. Yeah. What kind of meditation do you do? Um, a, a mix of everything. So sometimes I'll use like a meditation app. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, currently is Insight Timer, whether it be for just 
uh, like a, you set a timer and then it just has a gentle ding to begin with and then a gentle ding however long you set it. So let's say 20, 30, 40 minutes, however long. Um, sometimes it can take me 20 minutes to actually settle properly yeah. and become present. So sometimes it'll ding to finish and I'll be like, oh, I just got set. I'll just I'll just keep going. <laughs> um, or if I'm in a rush or I have somewhere to be or whatnot, then, yeah, I'll probably choose a guided meditation so that you know that it's going to finish when you need it to and you don't have the stress of, oh, what time is it? Yeah. Um, which is probably a really good tip for anyone trying to get into meditation. It's to, yeah, remove all the, the things that you can ahead of time so that you can just exist in the present moment yep. without the concern and worrying for them. Um, yeah, and sometimes it's a, a transcendental meditation um, a, or a mantra or um, visualisation or yeah, sometimes I just start by just closing my eyes and I'm like, this feels nice. Like I don't intend to sit here for a long time, but just closing your eyes and taking a couple of deep breaths, like really deep, nourishing, full body belly breaths. Best thing ever. Yeah. I love that because a lot of people put pressure on themselves about meditation, but by the sound of your practice, it's like today I feel like doing a visual meditation, like mm-hmm. there's no pressure, which I love that because I think a lot of people put so much pressure on meditating. Um, on, on anything and same, yeah. like, same with yoga people are like how did you find yoga yeah and if you tell them that you found it because of I don't know like an injury or something or something that led you first through asana and the physical practice they're like oh that's not really yoga I'm yeah. like, it's so on yoga to judge someone yeah. for not <laughs> being yoga <laughs> like, yeah. just Sorry. enjoy wherever you are and and trust the process that you'll always be exactly where you're meant to be yeah do you enjoy teaching yoga I love teaching yeah. yoga. Like that, oh, it's this, this, it's such an intimate thing to be able to share your practice with someone. Yeah. yeah. And to share just even just breath with someone, even if you're not even doing anything, literally just bodies in a room, two of you right now, mm-hmm. just like breathe in union. Yeah. And feel that connection to, to source, honestly. It feels freaking phenomenal, doesn't it? Yeah. So apart from meditation, what else do you do for your daily routine? Do you drink like yeah, we started with routine. Oh, my God. I'm a cake. She can't keep me on track. You, like, I'm so interested. I'm like, I wonder if she runs. I wonder if she does anything apart from yoga. Like that's where my mind's going. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, but yeah. the same thing that I guess the same approach to my meditation is my approach to life. So I kind of wake up and I'm like, what do I want to do today? What are the things that I'm going to put on my get to do list? And so it's, it's more like a positive spin. So you're like, I get to do this because you feel successful when you actually tick them off. Um, but yeah, the, the things that, yeah, so meditation, one thing, um, a tongue scrape every day, which is like an Ayurvedic practice of detoxifying. Um, yeah, brush your teeth. I, I wash my face with Kangen, uh, not Kangen water, beauty water, sorry, out of my Kangen machine every morning, which is like a natural toner. It's just a pH 6 water that's like filtered so it doesn't have the chemicals and stuff in it. Um, it's cold and it's fresh and it wakes you up. I don't drink coffee. I don't like the taste of coffee, but I love the smell of coffee. So I like going to coffee shops, not that I do that often anyway ever really. <laughs> if I go to a coffee shop, I'm getting an acai bowl. <laughs> Love yeah. acai bowls. Um, yeah. And then I'll, I like to move my body. So whether it be just like on my mat in my room, that's rare. Normally I'll go to the beach or I'll go to the yoga studio 
because you're in yourself elsewhere. I know. know that story <laughs> that was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll get there. Um, we'll get there. Yeah, and so yeah, just getting in touch with nature, and then I do like to achieve things and do things, and I spend a lot of time in my masculine energy ticking things off my list and like, yeah, yeah like achieving. Um, but it's it's really important to me and I'm trying to cultivate a more regular practice of intentionally stepping into my feminine energy more and whether it just be like going to one of the, it's not technically a nude beach, but going to a private beach and just like <laughs> being naked and existing and dancing around with like the beautiful chorus music. Do you guys know beautiful chorus girls? No. no. I have to have oh, oh. <laughs> did you teach yoga, did you say, or you... Well, we haven't taught in a long time, but we do. Yeah. Yeah. So I teach Bikram and I've done vinyasa training as well. Um, but it's been so long. We've been like this since March. Oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> so we have not been to a yoga class, have not been able to do anything since March. Well, you can still do things just online. Yeah, you actually have amazing yoga um, classes on YouTube. If everyone's listening, you have. <laughs> you have. Like, and you've also got amazing meditations, which we love. We did a meditation. I didn't even you to say that. <laughs> no, no. I, no, because I, during isolation, I've found the love. I've never been a YouTube work worker out yeah. <laughs> but because being forced to like actually ha- work out in our homes and all that kind of stuff I've been on the on a mission trying to find workouts or yoga classes that I really like and I because I've been doing yoga since I was 15 kind of same si- similar story to you and I'm really fussy with yoga teachers I don't know what it is and it's a pr- it's so silly because I know I need to let it go but your classes are so beautiful and you just feel so connected so guys if you're listening check out your YouTube channel because it's amazing. Thank you. I'm sure there are plenty of others that you should recommend oh, yeah. as well. And so, but no, but honestly, like I think there that's are. really important is that like yoga is like that. Like yeah. you will vibe with some teachers and some yeah. styles more than others. And I think that's a big mistake that a lot of people make when they're introduced to yoga is that they will try one type and one yeah. teacher and they'll be like, yoga's not for me. Yeah. And like, I get it because I did that not first off, but like when I first tried um, Ashtanga yoga I was like whoa, whoa. whoa. like I wanted to cry because I felt bullied I was like this isn't yoga like I don't feel good or cleansed or nourished like I feel like I'm being intimidated and told what to do and how it should feel rather than like the way I teach I'm like yeah just do whatever you want embody your body to, like yeah. no. I'm just here to suggest things take what you want do what you don't want like I don't care well, when we're free, I think we're definitely going to head up there and do one of your oh, classes. Oh, please <laughs> do! Oh, we're getting out of Melbourne. I, I have a question. Go to Byron. Yes, yes. literally. Um, speaking about connection and disconnection from mobile and everything that's connected. External. Yeah, you have a huge social media following. How much time do you invest into that every day? Like. Because I could imagine you have like a little community, people look up to you and stuff like that and obviously for inspiration too. How, yeah, how long do you spend on the phone? Good question. Um, so I am human. I don't know anyone who goes, yeah, I, I shouldn't spend, I couldn't spend any less time on your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're all guilty of that. 100%. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's more about or more important to focus on rather like obviously screen time mm-hmm. is one thing, but 
the intention behind it and what is feeding you or inspiring you or encouraging you to do that. So whether like you're seeking validation from it or whether it's a place for you to be creative and express and actually connect with other people in some way, shape or form. Sure, it's not as good as an actual physical hug because nothing is. Yeah. Such a hugger. Um, So I was like, I just need a hugger. Sarah get along I'm such a hugger. Tully's not. I'm like, and she's like, it's weird because I'm like, I don't know. I think it's because when I was growing up, my family were never really affectionate. It's really weird. Like, of course, they loved us, but they were never an affection fa- affectionate family. So I get a little bit awkward. I'm like, oh, it's so weird. It could be the case, but I'm I'm the only hugger in my family as well. Yeah. 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 And so, I mean, like, they will give me hugs if I force them to. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's it's rare yeah we're not like a, a huge huggy yeah. family and then there's me like how did that happen I don't know <laughs> how did a lot of things happen I don't know <laughs> true so does social media at all get overwhelming or do you get anxious from social media because I know you do mm. I definitely used to like 100% used to um this is back I've been doing it for ages like I <laughs> I hate to say it but it's it's it was one of those like OG yeah, yeah. Instagram account things. Yeah. Um, so it's I've yeah, I've done this since well, my whole adult life, really, like since yeah. I was 18. Um, and learnt early on touch wood, like thankfully, about how to navigate it more healthily. Yeah. Inspired mostly, I guess, by my mum. She's a psychologist, and so she kind of would point out behaviors that were a little bit more toxic or less healthy than others. And she was like, like maybe just try this or don't do that, or that kind of thing. Um yeah, and that helped me just kind of clear the way and understand that who you're following is really important, how much time you spend on it, um, what you're seeking from it, where you get your validation from, and, yeah, knowing that, like, you're a whole person and and why you're doing it. So, like, before you post anything or, like, you even decide to pick up your phone, be like, why am I deciding to do this right now? Am I seeking affection like would I be better to go and get a hug from someone would I be better to go and get some sunshine outside and connect to to mother earth or to myself would I be better to read a book if it's like a knowledge or awareness that you're you're searching for because there's a reason why we do it yeah. and a lot of the times we, we kind of pass it by and we just go oh it's a habit or like it's a time waster and I'm yeah. like no there's there's like something fueling that yeah it's like when you need to go to the bathroom you don't just go to the bathroom because you don't need to go <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> True. Yeah. It's very true. What are like the most common questions that you get asked on Instagram? Oh. Oh, I don't know, probably how do you edit your photos or like oh, really? <laughs> um, um Yeah, maybe something like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What would you I don't know? Some some we've had yeah. asked like um I don't know, that would be like, oh body conscious people yeah, ask questions or- about like diet, yeah. like what do you eat, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, that's interesting. How do you edit your photos? <laughs> <laughs> now that someone's asked. Um, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, but can I ask a question? And I, I don't know if I know the answer, but all the photos in your book, did you take those? Because you're a photographer as well, no? Yes. So when yeah. I left school in year 10, yeah. I went and studied um, photojournalism at uni. Ah. So I did a stat test, which is like an alternate entry into university, huh. which not a lot of people knew about then. I don't know whether it's more popular or known now. Yeah. Um, 
but it does like it gives you an ATAR equivalent. So it shoots out like this random number and you can't study for the test, which was the most fabulous part about it. Wow. Yeah, it's different every year and it's not based on like um, information that you can, I guess, like consume and repeat. Like it's not about remembering certain facts and figures and ways to things uh, to do things. It's about um, like problem solving. So it's kind of like puzzles, whether they be visual puzzles or oh wow, like literal like literature puzzles and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so it. it has a, a way of calculating your intellectual capacity and potential rather than your ability to retain facts. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it gives you this random number and you're like, I don't know what that means. Is that good? Is that bad? I have no idea. And then you like send that off to the universities and they tell you whether it was an accepted or it converted into an, an appropriate ATAR to get you into whatever you wanted to. Oh, wow. That's good. Cool. Yeah. I have a few questions about the book. Yes. Um, it's a very cool coffee table book. It is. Uh, like my first instincts were it's the perfect gift to someone. Yeah, agree. Because I have many of these kind of books and quote books that you just open it up and flip to a random page. But there's some beautiful poems and quotes in here and you wrote them all, didn't you? I wrote all the poems and the quotes, yes. Yes. Um, all the writing's mine. When did you start producing this book and what made you start writing it? I'm going to finish the other question first. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to, there's some of the photos, um, majority of them were mine and then some of them were taken by my brother. Um, Yeah, so he actually does photo journalism and like content creation and stuff like that now as well. I actually got him into it by travelling with him as like a protector (laughs) for a while. I was going to some new countries. I was like, I don't really want to go alone. Do you want to come? And we're really close. And so he was like, yeah, sure. And then he was like, this is sick. How do I do it? So I taught him the basics and then he picked it up, picked it up really quick. So Oh, that's cool. Uh at Sam Earp. Yeah. Yeah. And then um a, a handful were taken by my ex-partner as well. Mm-hmm. Mostly me being like, here's I set it up. I'm gonna go over there. Can you press the <laughs> Don't move? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he has he had a really good creative approach to life as well. Yeah and was a photographer in his own right as well so yeah, yeah. so yes, all in the yeah the second book. question yes I can't remember what it was <laughs> what was it I can't either <laughs> um what made you start writing the book oh okay so I started seven years ago wow wow yeah so I'd moved to Queensland when I was at uni up there at Griffith yep um so I was living away from my family and all of my friends and I'd stopped all the sports that I was doing here I'd stopped them all before when I was like in the depth like the deepest part of my depression um but I I noticed that I wasn't feeling myself or as good as I could and so I started by just like crying in my car after work or uni and just crying for like hours and then I just started writing on notes on my phone oh wow yeah and then then I'd find that a flow state so where I'd been in the car for hours writing and it helped to relieve a little bit of the tension or the tightness or the weight or the heaviness that I would felt and then I'd go back in and I'd say hi to my housemate and I'd feel a little bit more normal and I, I guess doing that enough I started to notice how much it helped my mental health and then that's also the same time that I found yoga or it found me I guess <laughs> I guess yeah. it does with everyone it finds you when you need it most and yes yeah, so I started just with 
Instagram was like starting, um, yeah, like Instagram as we yeah. know it now rather than it being what it used to be, kind of like MySpace or whatever, I don't even yeah. know. And, um, yeah, so I think I'd like taken my account off private and I don't actually know why I did that, but I did. <laughs> Who knows? And, yeah, so I'd go and see photos on Instagram of people doing yoga poses or what I thought were yoga poses. I had no idea, no idea what they were called, the Sanskrit, no idea that there was eight limbs of yoga and like the whole philosophy of it. I just saw yeah, this pose. Yeah. yeah, and I had a background in gymnastics when I was little. So we were really sporty growing up, our whole family. We did like gymnastics, swimming, surf life saving, netball, aerobics, cheerleading, you name it, we did it. Like we just always were really in touch with our bodies and loved moving them. Um, and so stopping all those sports really didn't help with my depression and then moving up there, especially. So I was like, okay, I'll start going for like long walks or runs and here's, here's the run part. For yes. <laughs> and, um, and then eventually I was like, I'll just use that as training for a half marathon. By the way, walking slash running 10 kilometers or eight kilometers in the morning is not the same as training for a half marathon. I know. Wow. But but at the time I was like, if I can do like eight every day comfortably walking, like it would take me like three hours every morning because I I wander along and I'm like, good morning. Oh, look at that. And I'll stop and I'll take a photo. And um, yeah, it was so at the time I was like, I'll train for half marathon. It's not that. Like, don't get excited. (laughs) Um, And yeah, and so I started going to the beach really early in the morning. I love sunrise, love waking up early. It's hard for me. It doesn't happen naturally. I have to set like 12 alarms. Really? Yeah. Oh, but I love it. I hate missing a sunrise because I just feel like I'm wasting most of the day. I agree with that. Because when you get up early and you start being productive early, you get everything that you would have done by like eight o'clock. Yeah. We say it's like our favorite time of the day. Like we're early risers and like we'll go exercise, run, whatever, like early in the morning. And it's the most beautiful time of the day. Everyone feels friendly and like quiet energy. It's amazing. So I agree with that. There's got to be a Greek, you know how there's like those beautiful words that are like on Pinterest yes. and they have the definition? There's got to be a word for like pre-dawn when it feels like it's just a secret between you and the universe. I 100%. agree. We need to find that because I agree. There should be, well, maybe we can make a word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that to you. <laughs> I'm not good at that. She's good at that. Um, I can't remember what we're talking no, about No, we're now. talking about the book oh, yeah. and poems and photography. You were, you were taking photographs at the beach. Oh, how I found yoga. Yeah. Was that it? <laughs> let's go to a different question I just want to ask I'm just going off the topic for a a little bit off the book um because I actually am interested in hearing this as well we're currently in lockdown but I want to know what your experience was with COVID and lockdown and we've had many off days many spirals yep have you during your time 100% I think if anyone says otherwise they're in denial or they're just blatant telepath- pathological liars yeah literally um, yeah I think like we're not created to, mm-hmm. to be under these conditions it, like it goes against our evolution it goes against everything that we are yeah so, yeah if anyone listening to this needs to to like a reminder to be like it's okay to be messed up and for someone to be like how are like you girls and I was like hey how are you you're like I'm good and then you're like actually no <laughs> <laughs> like I am the opposite of <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm like he's functioning. I'm like here, <laughs> well below the line. 
um, yeah, I think giving yourself permission to not be okay is one of the, the biggest blessings that you can ever give yourself. Yeah, that's true. And to be able to verbalize that to other people too and be like, yeah. I need a bit of support right now. Please help me. So important. I think your book would be so helpful for any Melbourne or Victorian people just to open it up and read something positive. Yeah, because you can you can resonate with all your feelings. You, and- you can read into your words and your emotions and it's into different sections in the book. So like I just flipped it. Let's play this one. Hey, you, friendly reminder that you're powerful, angelic, and an extraordinary being. Like, that just makes my heart happy. Yeah, it does make you happy. It makes your heart actually really happy. Doesn't take much these days, does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it literally doesn't. I want to flip to a page, and I want you to tell me if you remember writing it and what it – okay. Smiling is like sunshine for your insights. I'll show you. You probably know. Now yep. tell me what that means to you and can you remember writing that? I can, I can. I was in um, Palawan and, yeah, of all that? places. I don't know. I was just where's, like, I was like, where's that? <laughs> so in the Philippines. Oh, okay. Um, and, yeah, beautiful place and just the locals there are so humble and kind and generous and just, like, you can say hello and, like, Rather than just being like, hi, which you probably wouldn't get, let's say, in most places, I don't know, like in New York or something like that. If I walk down the street in New York and I'm like, good morning, they're like, is she talking to me? Like, yeah. Is she okay? <laughs> yeah. I'm my face, like, why? Yeah. And then in Australia, we're like, yeah, hi, good morning, kind of thing. Well, most of the time, depending on if someone's having a bad day or got headphones in or whatnot. Um, but over there, it's like the, the whole body language shape changes. Like, you could go out of your way to say hi to someone down the street because the energy around you is just so good that you want to. You're like, good morning, everyone. Good morning, universe. And they will turn the whole body to you and come up to you as if they're going to say like, do you need help? Like, are you okay? How can I, how can I be there for you today? How can I be of service to you? And it's so inspiring and humbling. I'm like, that is the kind of human that I want to be. And just the smiles and the infectious joy that you feel and that you can then yeah, give yourself permission to to express as well. It's just, it's so, it's a rolling effect. It's completely contagious. And so that was where, that was one was inspired by. But I was sitting in a hammock actually in a treehouse when I wrote it. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Everything you described, I'm like, that sounds like you. I was just about to say, like, <laughs> I'm sitting here, my cheeks are hurting because I haven't stopped smiling. Yeah, you're, you are, you're very contagious. Maybe that's why I have a round face. Maybe it's just oh, like, stop saying that. <laughs> no, you have a beautiful smile and it's contagious. Do you have a favourite quote or poem in here? That's actually a very common question now, yeah. especially with like the book about to be released and doing all the interviews and stuff for it. That's something that everyone asks. Yeah. And not one in particular, no. And I think because of what you you mentioned earlier is that it's so versatile and flexible and that there's something in there for every mood. Yeah. So it's like I have a favourite one every day and it's, yeah. it's so transitory and it shifts all the time depending on what I'm going through or what I'm experiencing or even whether like, like you girls said that you like to do as well, is that I'll hold it and I will like give an intention or um, like a question or something or just say, hey, like what do I need to hear today? Open it up to a random page and just trust that that is what I needed to hear that day. Although at the same time, I'm like, I'm human. Sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe that was for like, like. Oh, yes. I knew you said that. 
or or like maybe that's tomorrow's yeah and like, that flick again yeah, I, so, love yeah. <laughs> I love that yeah. because I was thinking I was, when you were saying that I'm like oh my gosh it's kind of how you do with angel cards like you ask a question and and sometimes recently I've been pulling out angel cards and I'm like oh not today so I'll choose another one exactly <laughs> like that like yeah, exactly what you said I'm glad you do that but at the same time I'm like maybe it wasn't for me directly maybe it's yeah. a message that you needed to hear to be able to be a con do it to share that with someone else that day yeah, yeah that's true I yeah it's a I'm like, book and I love it and I think it's a perfect gift for not only anyone who is going through something but it's just the perfect book to have on your coffee table and it's a conversation starter if it someone's at your house starter. how do you want someone to feel when they pick it up I don't think either of you girls would struggle with conversations <laughs> if someone was in your house but all right sure it's a conversation starter so I have to pull you up there um I've had a friend stay at my house recently and last night, every Sunday, I do a similar thing. Recently? I, recently. <laughs> uh, uh, Pre-COVID. <laughs> Love bubble. <laughs> and we did it. I do something like that every Sunday night. So I pulled it out, gave it to them and said, flick it to a page. That's what you need for this week. Yeah, let's have a conversation about it. I love it. Yeah, that is cute. Um, yeah, so how do you want someone to feel when they pick up and purchase the book? Okay, I guess, well, they're like two separate questions, really. Well, you'll have to answer them in two separate answers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When someone picks up the book, I hope that they're inspired to just express themselves freely, like just exist, like to understand that this is literally the most vulnerable thing that I've ever shared and done. It is honestly like looking into my journal like this is what my journal looks like without all the pretty pictures and without all the typography and the the color yeah um, and a lot messy handwriting (laughs) but this is exactly what you would get if you were to look directly into my diaries and yeah I, I just I want I know from personal experience how humbling and how healing it is to hear other people express unfiltered their all their different phases and to be able to embody that it's it gives you permission to do it yourself and so I hope that it inspires people to realize that they aren't like single beings and that they're multifaceted and that that's the beautiful part of them is their complicated parts and so to be like this is what it it is the journey of a soul it's Mm -hmm. it's got all the different changes and shifts there's everything in it from like love lust heartbreak loss grief um, like the depths of depression, falling in and out of love a hundred million times, different people. Like it's yeah. okay to be like that. And it's it's our complete proper nature. And creating this book, honestly, was just as much an offering to the universe as it was like a gift to myself to be able to, to do that because it'd been on my bucket list for so long. Yeah. And then I guess when they purchase it, I hope that they don't feel regret. <laughs> I don't. They won't. So. It's worth it. No, that's very brave of you for writing that all down and publishing it. Where can people purchase it from? There's a bunch of different links um, it, all around the world. So it's available internationally. There's a separate link for Australian and New Zealanders as there is um, from international, and that's just from a swipe up in my bio. But if you go to the Penguin page as well, there's actually – um, if you find the book on there or you just type in Sienna, it should come up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it will come up with 
a little drop down bar of all the different places that you can find it. So I can send you that link if you want to put yeah, that yeah. in. I made the show notes. I think it'd be also a really cool Christmas present with Christmas coming up too. It's like I was quite surprised and my brother was so surprised. He was like, why is it so cheap? And I was like, well, geez, all right. So. <laughs> how much is it? How much is it retail for? What was that? Sorry? How much is it retail for? It will be just over 30. I think it'll be about 32-ish um, for both Australian and US. Yeah. And so with the, the like, exchange rate, it'll be a bit cheaper for Australians, yeah. um, which I'm like, yeah, it's a gift to my Aussie girls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's currently on pre-sale for about 26 because, huh. yeah, pre-sale mm-hmm. before the 29th, the launch date. Perfect. Now, you want to save yourself a couple of bucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Things are tough. No promo. <laughs> Tal and I always finish off with a couple of little fun games. So, do you want to start <laughs> the first one? Okay. Well, this is not a game, it's a question. Um, but we want to know what are three things people often presume about you? You'd have to tell me. I don't know. <laughs> um, that I'm always happy. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good one, yeah that I'm Australian because I am. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I, I don't know. You would have to tell me what you presume about me and then I'd be like, yes, no, yes, mm, maybe. Okay, we'll give you one each. Go. You go first. Um, well, this is a presumption and I don't know the answer. Are you vegan? I eat a plant-based diet, yes. Okay, Sorry, I was going to say something. Yeah, I feel like vegan is very, um, especially in social media, it's very like yeah, 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 yeah. I'm um, all like almost cult-like in some ways. Yeah. Whereas, like, I choose to eat a plant-based diet, but I'm so accepting of anyone who chooses otherwise. I'm yeah. Like, their path. You do you. I'll do me because I know that it makes me feel good. I'm doing better for the planet and for the animals. So whatever. Yeah. Love that. Heard. What advice would you give to your younger self? Oh. <laughs> oh. I I I don't think I would give her advice. I think I would just give her a hug. Just write it out. Yeah. Yeah, like just just let her know that it'll be okay through physical touch. Like I'm such a physical lover that it's, yeah, that's that's how I feel and give love. So yeah. I would just give her a big-ass hug. I love that. And my favourite question, uh, your last meal, entree main dessert, your last dying meal. Well, dying's a bit harsh. No, not dying, but like, yeah, your last meal you could ever eat. <laughs> You say no, 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 no. I, I changed it just then because she I was, changed it for you. It's usually dying. Now. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio, so I'm all for death and rebirth. Like, <laughs> okay. So, okay. Death. so your last dying meal, what would it be? Okay, 100% acai bowls. I yes. love acai bowls, especially Wait. from. Oh, no, sorry, go. Oh, especially from Haleiwa Bowls on the North Shore of Hawaii. Oh, amazing. Because I was going to say, we travel a lot to Los Angeles and I'm sure you've been there many times. Have you had Backyard Bowls? Because that's actually probably one of my favourites. Yeah. They are very good. Are they, are they Australian? No. no. Oh, okay. Nah. Okay, so yes, awesome. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so an acai bowl then? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. So okay, so that was my main yeah. and a dessert. You don't think about an end dessert, like just like a like three buckets. <laughs> I do that too. I do that too. Oh, Asai? <laughs> I don't know. You can choose that. Tal just had an assumption about you though. Oh, yes, okay. I did. Do you drink alcohol? I don't, but like I'm not anti alcohol. So yeah. every maybe like year, maybe every two years, I'll have a drink. Yeah. And I'll have like one maybe <laughs> like I don't like the taste of it it's like coffee for me yeah. yeah 
So I'm not opposed to it, but I know that I have never been into like the party scene. Mm -hmm. So as like a 16, 17 year old going to house parties and stuff like that, it wasn't really my vibe. Mm -hmm. I'd go along maybe like one or two and hated it just kind of wanted to be home so I'd call mum be like hey can you come pick me up up and then I'd be home and I'd be in my comfort zone um surprisingly an introvert introvert, but I'm a serious introvert like 150 million percent an introvert doesn't mean that I don't like socializing because I do yeah I just I really need alone time to to restore my energy levels, I suppose. You might be a secret Cancerian. I know, I was going to say that too. We're Cancerians and we're similar. Mm. Like the amount of times that we've been out at like a party or an event and then I'm like, Sarah, do you want to leave and go home and have a cup of tea? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like, I just want to leave. So um, I totally get that on so many levels. Um, I think that's it. Yes. I just want to say thank you so much for sitting down with us. You are the most contagiously happy person I've sat down with. I'm so glad that you put Lee and something else in there. <laughs> You're the most contagious person we've ever met. <laughs> like, yeah, not a great description during COVID. Yeah, that's <laughs> <great>. <laughs> And congratulations on the book as well. It's um such a beautiful book. So can't wait. So that co- is on sale on September the 29th. Well, it's on pre-sale now, pre-sale and, now and available then, yeah. official launch on September 29th. Um, Amazing. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. <laughs> you have so many other people that you could be talking to and probably not the longest list of things that you would could rather be doing, like within the <laughs> place, but... But I really appreciate you taking the time and oh you got God, a ray of absolute freaking sunshine. I needed that today. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.